What's going on, everybody? It's Jazz's CEO, a.k.a. the Dapper Security Guard, here for another great episode of Industry Talk Podcast. But this is a little different. Um, I'm here solo, dolo, no guests today. And that's okay. That gives me a chance to talk to you guys directly. There's a subject matter that I want to talk about and I want to share my experience with which is de-escalation. De-escalation has been talked about over the last few months ongoing. I think the world feels that law enforcement should be de-escalating instead of escalating every situation that they're in. Now, do I agree or do I not agree? I I personally think every situation is different and I think that de-escalation can be implemented a lot more often than it is right now today. But some of these instances of these videos that are getting released and people are getting fired and et cetera, et cetera, is not due to them escalating or de-escalating. Some of that is due to plain out ignorance. It's not about de-escalating or or escalating. In order to de-escalate, you have to want to not harm the person. Some of these videos that I see are are police officers going rogue and they just want to harm the person that they with. They want to hurt you. So de-escalation is not going to be an option for people who are actually not doing their job properly, who want to hurt you. Now, that is not the majority. We have to remember, it's it's over a billion people in the world. So there's over a million police officers in the world. So if we see 20 videos a day or 20 videos a month or 15, you know, we're not really putting a big dent in population. I think the media has a lot to do with that. They show it to you. Social media, we share, share, share. And it's kind of putting in your mind like this is just happening every two seconds of every day. Now, don't get me wrong. There has been a lot of incidents. Too many. Because if you're in this job, you shouldn't be doing any of that. But people aren't perfect. Humans aren't perfect. People make mistakes. And group of people have bad people inside of that group any group any color any job so with that disclaimer out the way let's get into it de-escalation what does it really mean well for me it's not about a definition it's not about an action to me de-escalation is a mindset just like byron rogers says executive protection is a lifestyle not just a job That's how I feel about de-escalation. It is a mindset, not just an action, not just a bunch of tactics. You have to have the mindset that you're going to go into every situation looking for a a way to bring it down a notch in order for you to continuously have de-escalation as an option in the front of your mind. A lot of officers don't have that option in the front of their mind. They're not thinking about it. They go from taser to gun or gun to nothing. And that's not just law enforcement. I'm speaking on a security side of things. You might not see a lot of videos all the time, but there's a lot of lawsuits out there in the world of club security, uh, executive protection or, or bodyguards getting in trouble because their use of force pattern is nowhere to be in their, in their state of mind. Or they didn't try to de-escalate the situation. They just used force. Things like that can be avoided most of the time by just trying to de-escalate the situation, you know, uh, as far as bodyguarding, you know, you're, you're literally making sure your client is okay, but at the same time, 
You also don't want to make your client look bad because you punched somebody in the face when you could have just asked them, hey, listen, we're not here for that, da 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 et cetera, et cetera. So you really have to weigh the options. And yeah, it's true. You got about five seconds to weigh 24 options. But if that's what kind of job you're in and that's the job you wanted to have and this is the career you chose, then you have to adapt. And, and the way you create that mindset and the way that you adapt for that mindset is training, is reading, watching videos, taking seminars, and having life experience to develop that mindset to develop that fast decision making mindset and you have to have that you only have a few seconds to make sure that your life is not in danger and the danger and others around you life is not in danger for me I'm not necessarily going to lose my life for property even if it's in my job description so I have to think of how can I save the property and not lose my life and not kill anybody de-escalation and don't get me wrong sometimes it's not possible and I understand that but a lot of the times, it is possible. A lot of the times, you can de-escalate the situation by just changing your tone of voice. We understand that you want to prove that you have authority. But at the same time, respect is given when respect is earned. So you have to give it to get it. You have to treat others the way you want to be treated. And that's not a cliche saying. That's the real deal. Yeah, you're going to get people who call you out your name still disrespect you while you're saying yes ma'am yes no sir etc but you have to be held to a higher standard that's why we don't when they say oh criminals do this or people are doing that then you can't say this no 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 if i have a badge of any kind i should not be held to the same standard as a criminal if a criminal is going to do it why would i do it if a criminal is going to act like that why would i act like that if a criminal commits a crime and they go to jail and I commit a crime like a criminal, then I should go to jail. I'm not above the law, but I should be above committing crime. I should be above hurting people. I should be above not trying to preserve life. Because let me tell you this. As a security officer, you don't have the same backing like a police officer. You don't have those unions. You don't have those lawyers. You don't have the back the blue like you do if you're a police officer you got to think what your company's going to do does your company have lawyers does your company have insurance is your company going to back you after you have a situation i've had a situation where it was physical i tried to de-escalate it did not work and i end up using my baton person tried to sue me for damages to his arm but my company backed me they had a lawyer they had insurance and they backed me. Not every security company is going to do that. Not every security company is equipped with those things. So one, you have to always protect yourself. So you need to make sure that the security company that you work for has those things in place just in case one day you're in a situation where de-escalation doesn't work and you have to take action and you have to make force present. You know what I mean? So if you have a mindset of de-escalation, then you're always going into a situation five steps ahead of what's happening. You're going in, you're assessing fast, you're deciding fast, and you're implementing fast. You're trying to take them down a notch. And even escalating sometimes de-escalates the situation. And sometimes I feel like when the cops come 
and they pull out their weapon, they're expecting you to de-escalate. They're expecting you to say, oh my goodness, it's a police officer with a gun. Let me get on the ground. Let me stop resisting. Let me stop doing that. And it doesn't always work like that. So even if you're pulling it out and you're trying to just make someone scared, you never know if they're really actually going to be scared. And therefore, now you're forced to go up a level, which means pulling the trigger or taking your taser out and tasing because they weren't phased by just the implement, just the you know, implication that you're going to use it or the threat that you're going to use it. So at those moments, you know, there's, you, you can't help it. But at the moments where the person isn't overly irate, you have a chance to talk. You have a chance to create space, to tell someone there are options, to let them know, hey, listen, da 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 You have to be respectful. So I'm going to reply back to a few comments that have been left under my posts about de-escalation. So we have somebody here that says, society seems to think that de-escalation is an action or a word that an officer can do or say that would immediately bring calm and peace to a situation. And that is absolutely not true. It is never just one thing done or one thing said and successfully and effectively de-escalates. A successful and effective de-escalation of a situation usually just means being able to lower the agitation level of a subject to prevent them from deciding to become physical or violent, physically violent. So that is what I'm saying. That's an absolute true statement. It's not just one thing. It's everything. It's your body language. It's your tone of voice. It's what you're saying, when you're saying it, how you're saying it. It's your body language. Where are your hands? Are your hands on your weapon? You're not de-escalating. Are your hands down by your side? So if you had to pull your weapon, you could? Fine. But hand on the weapon, that's not de-escalating. That's making somebody fear and agitated. That's making somebody think that it's about to go down. So they're trying to do it before you do it. That's what that is. That's somebody already deciding that you're going to do something. So now they have to react to what they think you've decided in your head. So that's escalating. That's not de-escalation. And de-escalation takes a bunch of things for you to do it all at once or right after one after each other, but in a short span of time. And I think the biggest thing on why a lot of these videos are coming out and the biggest things with security officers is when you walk into a situation, don't just walk into a situation gung-ho. When you walk into a situation, assess the situation as quick as possible, but know what's going on before you start to use force. Know what's going on before you start to even speak. Because there's no way you can de-escalate anything if you're just jumping to conclusions and not knowing what's going on. I just recently watched a video where a guy got stopped. A cop came up behind him while he was talking to another cop, tackled him to the ground, broke his arm. The guy said, what am I getting arrested for? The guy, the officer said, because you have a warrant for your arrest. The other officer who was originally talking to the guy said, wait, 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 that's not the guy with the warrant. That is a prime example of going in gun-ho and not knowing what you're talking about. So not only did you hurt this guy for no reason, 
But you also said something out loud that made you stupid, made your department look stupid, made the partner look stupid. Everybody looks stupid. Now you got a lawsuit all because you came in gun home and you didn't know what was going on. And like I said, unlike the police department, security, we don't have that backing. You are going to jail just like any other citizen. So for security officers, you really want to take the time to get some training in this area. You really want to take the time to be able to read your, your, your surroundings, know your surroundings, know your area. If you work, this, if work a site all the time, get to know the people, get to know this, get to know that. Because somebody might flip out at a store, but you know that that's such and such sister and you know that that person is on medication. Now you know how to handle that person or who to call de-escalating the situation without it getting physical all of that goes into de-escalation it's not just actions and words it's also a mindset for me i've been using de-escalation all my career all my career because i am small and because i am small people try me all the time all the time. So I have to have that mindset where I have to have other things available to me without hurting somebody. Because I'm definitely going to pull a weapon before you because I don't want it out. I don't feel like I can survive certain things because I'm so small. So consideration of de-escalation would be what do you have on you that you wouldn't want to use first, you know? Think about your use of force continuum. And if your job doesn't have one, fine. Look for the nearest police department's use of force continuum. And then look up your employee handbook. See what they expect from you. Look at your, SO, look at your uh, duties that are listed for your SOP or that, that actual detail, you need to cross-reference all of that, see what you're allowed to do, not to do, so that you don't make the mistake by using a certain level of force that they're not going to back you up for because you weren't supposed to do it. You never know. Your, your SOP might say, don't never go hands-on. Just observe and walk away. And if it says that, guess what? They won't back you up in a lawsuit. Because they'll say, hey, we had it right here. They signed and said that they read the handbook and they read their SOPs. And we tell them just observe and walk away and report it to the police. So if you beat somebody down, you know, I mean, and that goes for club security, too. I mean, I think they have it the worst. They usually, they're not even really backed by any company. You know, any big, huge guy can work club security for the club. And that's just that until they break somebody's jaw. And now they don't have insurance. They're not bonded. The club is leaving them out to dry. They're getting sued. They're arrested for assault, even though they had a T-shirt on that said security. That's not credentials. So think about the escalation next time you go to work. Think about, okay, how can I make this situation simmer down? What can I do to take it down from a 10 to a 7, then a 7 to a 4? How can I take it down step by step? What kind of actions can I do? So... For me, the biggest thing is that mental. You can hear somebody talking right off the bat. You know what their mental capacity is. You listen to the things they're saying, how they're saying it, and you already know, okay, 
if I'm smarter than this person, then it's time for me to manipulate the situation with the words that I say. Because your, your mind and your mouth have to be your weapon at that moment. If you don't want to hurt anybody, then it's time to make somebody do what you need them to do physically by curating their mental. And a lot of people have no idea that you're doing that at the time. Hey, yeah, I'm sorry, sir. Come, come here. Come closer. I, I can't hear you. I want to hear you. I want to know what's going on. Um, let, let, please tell me your story. What's happening? Not realizing that your hand gestures are telling them to come here. Your tone of voice is soothing them. You're asking questions. You're seeming like you have empathy. And it's making them move closer to you, which is also taking them away from the crowd, which was hyping them up. It's also taking them away from the crowd, which if you did have to use force, then the crowd wouldn't be in the way, wouldn't be close to you. You wouldn't be in danger for what's around you because now you've taken them away from what was fueling their temper tantrum, temper tantrum. So you have to think of all those things. And unfortunately, you have to think of those things fast. But de-escalation is one of the most important things a security guard can use. Invest in your education. Invest in your training. Because de-escalation isn't just for that person. It's definitely for you to protect yourself. The private sector is a very serious thing when it comes to are you protected once you actually do something that causes somebody harm. The private, the private security sector is not, is not as together as it seems on Instagram. If you don't have insurance and you don't have bonding, you don't have a lawyer on deck, you can get in a lot of trouble. And that's why now people are doing things like CCW insurance. Because even people who have saved lives and they're permit-holding CCW people, they go to jail. And the lawyer got to get them out. And they got to go to court. So as a security officer, you don't have that much more authority in the legal system than a civilian does. Unfortunately. Now, you may be able to carry a weapon. You may be able to tell somebody they can't come in or they have to go or they have to leave while on duty. But let me tell you, you cause somebody some bodily harm and they sue you, it's going to be just like it happened at the grocery store. You can use it in defense that I was at work, I was doing my job, but you never know, especially if a company's not backing you. You got to get a public defender or you got to do something. So you definitely want to use de-escalation as a way to protect yourself, protect your credentials, protect your reputation. If you don't have the skills to fight, de-escalation should be your number one priority. Because you don't know somebody else's skill level. So if you jump into a situation because you're trying to let them know you got authority, and you end up getting knocked out on camera. I mean, come on. When you could have just talked that person down. When you could have just talked to that person with respect. When you could have just de-escalated the situation. So I had a situation at a club. Well, at a, a college party. And there was three people. It was me, a really, really big guy, and my supervisor. The really big guy stayed downstairs with the money. I went upstairs with my supervisor. The supervisor looks at me and tells me, hey, man, can you go get the big guy? Because if something happened, you know, I don't think you can handle it. Oh, yeah, he said that to me. Not knowing my skill level, not knowing my experience. This is a company at 
didn't really work for a lot. I just took certain gigs for certain pay and did a little subcontracting. So they didn't really know me too well. Didn't know that I train in martial arts, that I train in MMA, that I do this, that I do that. Because he didn't ask. He didn't care. He saw a little girl and he decided, oh, she's a female. She's small. She can't handle herself. I didn't argue with him. I said, fine. But what I did know is the guy downstairs who's a bodybuilder and huge, he was also soft. He didn't like confrontation and he didn't want to fight. And he also didn't think he got paid enough to get into a fight. So I go downstairs, I get him. He says no. I go back upstairs, tell the supervisor what he said. Supervisor tells me to go back downstairs and tell him that he has to come. So eventually, some sort of altercation happens upstairs. A whole bunch of people run downstairs past me. I realize that they're angry, they're yelling, they're cussing. Apparently somebody... There was a football, college football player who was a well-known college football player. He was there. He had a Louis bag. He left the Louis bag unattended, and somebody stole it. So they came to, down to the car to see if they could see who took the bag, and they were going to fight him. Then one person goes to the car. Looks like he's getting a weapon out the car. I'm calling upstairs. They're not answering because this company also didn't issue uh, walkie-talkies. And... I'm calling, I'm telling them what's going on downstairs, asking them what's happening, they're not answering. So I go into the crowd, and I ask somebody random what's happening, they give me all the information. Then one person says, well, isn't there security upstairs? What security was doing? Why he wasn't watching the bag? So then, because they're like a mob now, one person says one thing, and they're all like, yeah! He said that, they all run upstairs to the guy, who's my supervisor, and the big guy, who apparently can handle everything in the world because he's big. They run upstairs. They go to them. And there was really no money being taken at that time um, because the party was actually over. At, as, as this was transpiring, the time changed, and the party and the event was actually over. I get on the elevator. I go upstairs to see if I can be of assistance. I get there. I see the supervisor surrounded by a couple football players, and I do not see the big guy. Apparently, as I was coming up the elevator, he was going down the steps because he said he was off duty. I called him. He answered. He said, I'm off duty. I said, I understand. I didn't understand. But hey, he off duty. He not getting paid no more. They don't pay overtime. So he left him. The guy that he switched me out for, the guy that he disrespected me for, the guy that he said could handle it because he was bigger, left him in the midst of a confrontation. Check that out. So I get into the conversation. I'm like, what is going on? My supervisor, he is a black guy, but I'm trying to tell you he turned red. He's turning red, and he has his fist balled up. He's yelling back at them. He's in a stance, in a fighting stance. He's showing aggression. He's just, he, he has lost it. I'm looking at the guys and I'm realizing only the one in the middle actually is saying something. The other ones are just groupies. So I go, yo, if this isn't your bag and this isn't your problem, shut up. I can't hear him because y'all talking and y'all don't actually have nothing to say. So they look at me like, you shut up. You know what you talking about? He goes, yeah, let me tell him what's going on. Because once again, they're a mob factor. So the ringleader says something, they all shut up. So she, he like, yeah, let me tell him what's going on. So that was the first part of the escalation. I isolated who was, in, who was the ringleader. And I isolated the rest of them. 
Be quiet. Go away. Y'all don't have nothing to do with this. So now we got quiet. Now we got quiet from the peanut gallery. Now we focus on the one man who's the actual problem, who has the actual problem. He proceeds to tell us about the bag, proceeds to say that security should have been watching it. I tell him, we are not your personal security. If you felt like you were that important, basically, then you should have hired personal security. We would never, I don't know what bag you have. And if somebody walked right past me with your bag, how would I know that it's not their bag? That doesn't make any sense. I understand that you're upset, but that doesn't make any sense. We would have no way of knowing that it was your bag. We don't know you. We were hired to stop fights and damage for the facility, not to watch your Louis bag. So he's like, okay. But then he looks over at my supervisor. Now, I'm in the middle of them, by the way. So that was another thing. I diffused the situation with the outsiders. And then I changed my position so that the supervisor who was balling up his fist and they were going at it like they were about to fight is now behind me and now is stepped to the side so he's not in his direct vision. But apparently, he says something smart and he gets the guy riled up again. That is being paired with somebody who doesn't know the definition of de-escalation. That guy was not creating a safe environment for us because he felt like his ego was hurt because the guy punked him off. And he's standing there angry in a, in a stance of a fighter. That's not de-escalate. You're escalating it, but you're supposed to be the professional one. You're not the college kid who just lost a Louis bag. So in security, you also have to figure out if you got a good partner or not as well. So I pushed, I end up having to push my supervisor, literally push my supervisor out of the way and tell him to go away. In the midst of that, there's a girl that walks up. So the supervisor is telling the girl that it's time to go and you have to go. Apparently, unfortunately, the girl happens to be the football player's girlfriend. So the football players are saying, you're not telling my girlfriend what to do you. I already told you stop talking to my people. So now they're getting and I, I I'm shortening this. I'm shortening this situation, but I'm telling you the, the, the gist of the de-escalation tactics. So you got me going in between separating the two issues. Then you have me shutting down the peanut gallery, isolating who the real issue with taking him away from the crowd. So it's not fueling him anymore. Now, this tactic was because now a real fight is about to go because now the girl is yelling at the supervisor and the guy is yelling at the supervisor. I get in between once more and I say something as simple as this. Now, I'm trying to tell you the truth. I look at the guy. I look up at the guy and I say, yo, you put your hands on my partner. You're going to force me to use something on my belt. You don't want that because the next step is to call the police. And you don't want that because you're going to go to jail for assault or battery. And it's about to be Thanksgiving. Don't you want to eat Thanksgiving dinner with your mama? No lie. No lie. I asked that boy, do he want to eat Thanksgiving dinner with his mother? And he looked directly at me. He hadn't looked at me that whole time. He looked directly at me. It was like, what? I said, do you want to eat Thanksgiving dinner with your mother tomorrow? Yeah. I said, then I suggest you don't lay a hand on my partner. 
Because you won't be eating dinner. You'll be in jail for assault and battery. Do you understand? Is it that serious? And that calmed him down. The threat of the police coming. And the police not going to care what's going on. They're going to take him to the ground. And they're going to drag his big old football player self down the stairs. His career, he could get injured. His career could be gone. He could get injured. And he's going to spend a night in jail. And he won't be able to see his mama. Which is really the reason why he's back in town. Do you really want to jeopardize all of that over a Louis bag that you left on your own? That you're trying to shift the blame on? And I always say that jokes break ice. So if jokes break ice, then jokes can also de-escalate in certain instances. Now, these are just my experiences. These are just the tactics that I use to take some agitation from from a subject. They might not always work and they might not work for everybody because you might not be funny. But this is my experience because the bottom line is it's not just one thing. De-escalation is not just an action. It's a series of things. You have to say and do a bunch of things to get something de-escalated. Now, here's another comment from somebody on my social media. The problem is the escalation is intentional. Even the best get looped in by professional instigators. It's one thing to act upon your own feelings and emotion, but to act upon feelings you were given is destructive. Logic is the most successful tool in the de-escalation arsenal. arsenal excuse me. Unless, unless the perceived reward trumps our reasoning. Logical resolution requires a train of connected leading thought. Reward even perceived offers instant gratification as usually the reward is imaginable. And we could break down this comment a lot of different ways, a few different ways. But what pulls out of this comment for me is emotion. If somebody calls you out your name, calls you a B, calls you this, says F U M M F, da 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 da, calls you a pig. Cause you this, cause you a traitor, cause you all kinds of things. People call people in uniform all kinds of things. You should have emotional control over yourself, over your ego, over your mind, etc. To not allow them to pull you in to an argument, to pull you in to a place where you're angry and now you want to put your hand on your gun or now you want to take out your baton or now you want to if they're not being physical with you if they're not even threatening to be physical but they are talking to you in a disrespectful way they are clowning you they are cussing you out still stand your ground and do not jump into it do not fall for it do not get looped in this may be an action in in de-escalation that you don't even think of. The, the, the game of ignoring somebody. You can ignore somebody, the things that they're saying. Just like people say, kids say, when they get sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt. Same thing. Do your best as a security officer to practice the art of ignoring. Do not let them loop you in to their agitated state. Their agitated state, let them stay in there. The instigators on the side, let them do that. Ignore them, because at the end of the day, 
You're the one that's got to answer for whatever happens in that situation. You have to train yourself to do that kind of thing. And that all goes with education. That's all training, courses, reading material, etc. And if you want to talk about logic, I mean, a lot of people lack common sense. Therefore, a lot of people lack logic. I saw a situation the other day um, on a video where a lady said that the guy and his two kids who were in a car were stealing her car. It was their car. They were in their car heading home. The lady who was on a bicycle and she said, you're stealing my car. A bystander, a guy, a bystander who doesn't know the family or the woman comes over and opens up the door of the man with his family and says, hey, man, she said this is her car right there. He lacked common sense and he lacked logic because any logical thinker would have looked at this lady knowing good and well she wasn't driving this souped up charger and she was on a bicycle. Ma'am, if this is your car, where did you get this bicycle? Sir, you stole a car with you and your two children inside? Oh, and the children are calling the police and recording me? As a logical person, I might just think that this is not a situation I want to get into. But no, he still goes, bangs on the window, follows them on his motorcycle as they drive off. Because he wasn't a logical thinking. He did not have common sense. As a security officer, you have to have both things. Because de-escalation is not just an action, it's a mindset. And you have to train your mind to create that mindset. You have to train your mind to make sure that you're in that mindset while on duty. When something comes about, you want to be able to pull from your logical thinking and your common sense. Because it's just as simple as falling for a trap, etc. Another person said, On my comment, Robert Darby Jr., one of the best tools you'll ever have. Why do you think people think that? Because it's good for both of the parties, in my opinion. It's good for both parties. If you can de-escalate a situation, then it's good for that party and it's good for you. You don't have any repercussions for things that you've done, and they don't get hurt. If you can de-escalate a situation nine times out of ten, you don't even have to call the police. Because we're usually dealing with a situation before we have to call the police. They call building security. They call club security. They call security from the mall. They call security, security, security. And then we have to deal with calling the police and then the police come. They're reactive. So people think this is the best tool you can have as a security officer because of a lot of things. Who's going to back you up after you give violence to somebody and use force? Do you have a lawyer? Were you allowed to use that force according to your SOPs? Did you use the right amount of force? Do you know the use of force continuum for your local PD to just to go off of? Do you know your authority in that area on that detail? Do you know how the client feels about use of force and violence? 
Do you know when to apply it and when not to? Do you even know how to de-escalate? These are the things that you need to think about when you're in a situation. Like, do I even know what I'm doing to even attempt to de-escalate? Because the one simple wrong word could take that de-escalation to an escalation 2.5 seconds. I mean, nowadays you could call somebody, sir, and they decided two weeks ago that they decided they was going by ma'am. And now that's escalated the situation. So you have to have logic. You have to have common sense. You have to have empathy. You have to have all those things thrown together so that you can make a decisive decision. Just be, You have to be decisive when you're trying to de-escalate. You have to create a plan in your brain real quick, five seconds, and then execute that with confidence. Your confidence is a de-escalation. You can be confident in what you're telling that person to do because they understand it. Okay, this person has the authority. They're being respectful, but they know they got the authority. Let me back down. This ain't the guy. This ain't the girl I'm going to mess with. That's a form of de-escalation as well. And I just want you to take these things and these little tidbits and the stories, and I want you to think about it, and I want you to apply them to yourself, and I want you to take the time to look up verbal judo, and I want you to take the time to read on different areas of de-escalation. Take some classes. And, you know, I just want everybody in the industry to be safe. And I like to give my opinion on certain subjects. And if you have something to add to this, a consideration of de-escalation to add to this, please feel free to comment. On the episode, share the episode and com- and have your comment or hit us up in the stories. Hit us up on DM at, at Industry Talk Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Let us know what you think. And let's keep the conversation going. Let's help each other figure out the best things to do when it comes to de-escalating a situation in the security field. Catch y'all later. Thanks for listening, you guys. Thanks for being a part of another episode. If you haven't followed us already, follow us on Industry Talk Podcast on Instagram. And if you haven't liked our Facebook page, please go like our Facebook page, Industry Talk Podcast. And if you learned anything in this episode, man, drop us some feedback. You can hit us up in the DM. You can hit us up in the stories. Let us know if you have any questions. Let us know what you want to talk about. Also, if you have a product or a security company that you want uh, blasted out on the next episode and or on our social media, let me know. We are definitely taking some advertising and some advertising slots are available. If you want to support the podcast, there is a link in the bio of the podcast on Spotify and Anchor. All you have to do is click that link, drop a dollar, two dollars, three dollars, and let's support each other. Let's create better protectors and let's create a stronger and better industry as a whole. I'm out.